The I Am Independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists. Welcome back to the I Am Independent podcast. Well, here we are with season four. We nearly didn't come back, believe it or not. We thought, are we repeating ourselves? Have we said all there is to be said? And of course, the answer is no. There is so much more to learn. The music industry is ever-changing. And one thing's for sure, independent artists are always going to need knowledge and support and encouragement. So here we are. And we're really pleased to bring you some great guests covering new topics, but also old topics at new angles as well. As always, you can contact us with any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover or any questions at all. On Instagram, you can find us at We Are Independent Artists. You can also email us on info at iamindependent.co.uk. And there's lots of information on our website and our YouTube channel as well. So grab a pen. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello. Hi. Good to be back again. Good to be back. You're still feeling festive? I know you kind of really drag out the Christmas thing. I mean, uh, some would call it dragging out, some would call it enjoying. Do you know what I mean? Getting all the enjoyment you can out of such a wonderful season of the year. I do really love Christmas, but like my tree will be down on the 1st of January. I mean, obviously mine's been up for a while now, since November, and it's going down at the end of Jan. I just think... You know, it just, I like, you know what, I actually really like the twinkly lights. It really does help with the room, do you know what I mean? Sometimes you don't want a big light on. You know, you don't want a big light on, it's like another light source. Secretly, there's a little bit of that going on. Um, but I love Christmas. You know when you take the tree down and suddenly your room seems like massive? It seems massive and also like Scrooge-like. It's like, oh, all the fun's been taken out of the house. Like, what am I getting here? You've got all your plants, you'll be fine. It's true, I'll just move a plant into its place and all will be well. <laughs> How have you been this week, this little while, in, on the music work front? Well, shall we go straight into win and challenge? Because if you're going to ask me how I've been, the only thing that I've been feeling overwhelmingly uh, as we've come to the end of the year is just uh, quite laden down with all the things I want to do and get out of the way in order to be able to relax but also in order to feel sort of fresh and ready for um, the new year ahead which is something we're gonna we'll talk about today so I think my, my challenge and how I've been feeling is just all the little things that could wait um, but need doing I put them off Till the end of the year you know when you're on tour and you're doing all these things that are literally in your face and you're firefighting a bit um but then there's all the stuff that needs to be done and uh, the admin things and not only because they need to be done but also I want to get them done so that I can have you know a full week maybe two weeks off um so yeah I've just been and the funny thing is the more that I know I need to do sometimes that I can pr- procrastinate even more 
um, rather than what would totally make sense would be just to tackle it, get it done. Um, but I, I think that's hard for a lot of artists, a lot of people, when you get towards the end of the year, you start to feel tired, you start to see, you know, like um, relaxation in sight. And it's really hard to get your mind to keep going when your body's like saying, come on, let's wind down. So yeah, that's, that's my challenge. And that's how I've been feeling. Oh, I hear you. It is really, really hard. I think my challenge is similar to yours. And I think maybe we're reflective of sort of a collective feeling, maybe just you want to start the year well, don't you? And then so in order to do that, you want to there is a bit of a need to finish the previous year as well as you can so that you're not starting off on the back foot or doing, you know, spending time doing things you don't really love doing. And so, yeah, my, my challenge is similar that I just, I've left things like, you know, my taxes and even sort of PPL registering and all stuff that I've released this year. There's a little chunk of it that I haven't actually done yet. And I need to do that before the end of the year. And, and so just having that all there and every time I sit in front of my computer, I'm just like, oh, okay. But I'm, I'm actually trying to chip away, not thinking I've got to finish it in one sitting. Okay, let me just do a bit. If I do a bit, I'm making progress. And that's literally the only way I'm able to t- tackle it because it's like the last thing I want to do. Um, so, yeah, my challenge is similar to yours, just kind of a little bit bogged down of all the boring stuff right now. And then not really having energy um, mentally or creatively for um, the stuff that I enjoy, really. Um even you know just for writing or creating I just don't really have enough space um for that and um, I've got like merch tour like tour merch that um I need to put online and I love the merch but I don't really want to be faffing with all the stuff I need to do to get it out there but then how people are going to know about it to buy it it's just all the boring stuff isn't it yeah. um that is all necessary um but yeah I think we underestimate how tiring a year it's been still with this whole COVID hanging over us Um, and it's weird because I remember a lot of times throughout the year feeling utterly exhausted and go why I've only been in my house I haven't done anything but it's just mentally um, and even actual in real life human interactions when you do get them are more exhausting than they used to be because I've not been used to it so I think when you get to the end of the year as well it is just that kind of waiting to exhale kind of feeling but yeah just the end is in sight but just just get in yeah. there all the people who've done all their things already yes they out. are out there the organized people that, yes and I was I'm typically one of you guys but just not this year I think yeah. it's computer screen fatigue done with it but um those are our challenges and challenges not really any yeah. wins this week um there probably are wins but this is like the most you know at the surface and it just yeah. is what it is it is what it is yep so any music news we were thinking about that we want to kind of share things that are coming up um that have come up in the music world um and um you were talking about sort of streaming fairness and that that's really sort of gaining traction right now. Yeah, I have to say this is something that I I knew. You know, it's been it's been no secret that there's been a bit of a, a war waged on the the whole streaming thing. And firstly, by 
um, record labels who at first weren't receiving anything. They've done their secret deals, uh, secret being the word, because there's no transparency there at all. So nobody really knows what's been agreed with the major labels. Um, but then um, obviously more pressingly for us as supporters of independent artists is how unfair a lot of those payments have turned out to be for artists and that money trickling down. And um, But what I'm excited about is you know, I don't think streaming is all bad. I think things always change and people always struggle with change and the music industry has changed. And the introduction of streaming took a lot of the power away from major labels in um, a way that they shouldn't have had anyway. The problem is, it seems that a lot of that power has been handed back. They seem to suddenly have gone quiet, which means something has made them happier. Um, but um, I don't think we'll, we'll um, stay in that situation. And the great thing is there's some amazing organisations that are really spearheading talks to, for um, the government to even be involved, to bring transparency about payments, but also to bring ultimately fair agreements for artists. So I knew a bit about this, you know, that this was going on. But more recently, I've been involved with a couple of meetings that the MMF have hosted Um where they've wanted to hear different voices. And one of the ones I sat on was particularly wanting to hear um, from people who work with black music genres and black culture um, and their perspectives. And it was great to see so many different organisations on this call because with joined up think thinking, that's when real change comes about. So on this call, there were the Musicians Union, Help Musicians were on there, AIM was on there as well, um, PRS um, were on there. Um, PPL, all all of the the major players, um, and all looking. There was there was a couple of different solutions that were put together. Firstly, they painted the picture of what it was. So there was a guy who started an organisation called Broken Record, and it all started with a tweet where he was basically went on this quest to find out. You know, my artist's got all these plays. Why are they not getting any money from it? And he basically, through his own research, uncovered a load of stuff that was just proper dodge, but there was a load of stuff he couldn't even see. And from this tweet where he even exposed what he'd found, it went viral, and then he started this movement. So he's one of the people really spearheading this. So there's a few different solutions that have been put through. One is equitable remuneration, which is basically how it works for radio plays, so how mm -hmm. artists will get paid every time their music's played on radio. But... Um, Apparently, and this is only from speaking to somebody who's much more knowledgeable on this than me, he was saying that actually that scenario could harm independent artists. So again, it was just, it's really interesting because sometimes when a solution comes, we have to think about who it really is serving. There's always somebody that it's serving better than the other. But I just love that these conversations were happening, that there is more pressure for the government to be involved um, for this to be done fairly and I'm confident that particularly into next year this is going to become um, an issue that can't be ignored and just to see so many different organisations working together is really exciting as well so I, I don't think necessarily the answer is for us to boycott you know Spotify or take all our music off but I do think they will be forced to do fairer deals and I do think in the future we'll see platforms there's a few of them already who are doing um fairer streaming um for artists particularly independent artists so yeah that's that's hot of the press i think if you're an artist don't just sort of close your ears to this but make sure you know what's going on make sure your voice is being heard 
particularly when it comes to lobbying parliament as well, because it is important and it does affect you and it does um, affect the wider music community. Yeah, it's good. I hope that um, it's hard to be um, completely hopeful um, or confident that um, something will actually materialise on the other end that helps us. But um, it's it, as you said, it's just amazing that the conversations are happening on on all levels and pressure is being put on to like find a solution that is a bit more equitable. So we'll keep our eyes on it. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, definitely keep our eyes on it. Um, where streaming is concerned, maybe um, we continue there. The hot off the press or a new newish thing in the last few weeks has been the addition of lyrics on Spotify, which is cool. Especially as people, people who create music, you want people to, you know, one time somebody um, liked one of my, a song that I did and they kind of wrote the lyrics on their story and it was like, oh, those are not the lyrics. <laughs> and I didn't say anything. I was like, you know, they support even that, you know, that's the lyrics they were singing. Um, <laughs> but it's great now that you can go on Spotify and you don't have to go on some third party app. If that's where you're listening to your music, you can sing along as well. Yeah, I think, um, you know, just like it's really weird because I didn't realise this. You know how you think everyone listens to music in the same way, but apparently um, people listen to different parts of a song. Um, so like, what's the first thing you notice when you, you hear music? Like what's the first either uh, component of the song or instrument or do you know? It depends on the song, isn't it? Because something you could just start and be like, oh, vibes. But I'm a lyrics person first. Yeah. So I, you know... Lyrics are important to me. Um, when I write songs, I really try and make my opening lyrics like something that you want to hear the rest of the story. So that's the way I listen. What about you? Yeah, I definitely, I love lyrics. I'm, I'm def- I realised that I'm definitely very bass driven. So yeah. like songs that don't have bass, I, I find it hard to feel it in my yeah. body. So bass is a massive thing for me. And then after that, it would definitely be lyrics. But it was just so interesting. I was having this, it was quite a while ago now. And this person was like, oh, I don't really listen to lyrics. I was like, what? And it's just like, you know, it's songwriting is such an amazing form of storytelling. So I love that, you know, it's been recognised in this way. Like, I I love a lyric video. I love, you know, if I can't quite hear lyrics, I want to look them up and find out. Um, If I hear one part of the song, I I have to look up the lyrics because I want to know the story and imagine what the writer was thinking about or what they've gone through to get there. So, yeah, I I love that. Yeah, I love that they've done that. It's really nice to be able to dig deeper into the music that you're listening to, which also um, is kind of connected to um, what Spotify are doing now to recognise songwriters um, and creating, um, as we've got Spotify for artists, where you can build your profile and um, curate your profile and um, all your music is aggregated. So when people come as an artist, they can see your catalogue. Um, songwriters, I think they're creating songwriting, no, Spotify for songwriters, um, where you can, you know, find out all the songs um, a songwriter has written and um, there is like a more of a direct link um, between the music and the people who created it. Um, at the moment, it's just for songwriters who have a publisher. Um, it's in beta form, but um, and I think that was with the same with Spotify for Artists. And um, so eventually um, it will hopefully be available to everybody who, who writes songs and has their music on the streaming platform that they'll be able to um, 
re recognized as a songwriter there. It's kind of crazy, really, isn't it? That, you know, you don't have the song without the songwriter. And of course, the artist brings a song to life, but it's always the artist that gets celebrated. In the same way, the producers have been a bit forgotten. And in recent years, they are, you know, fighting more to get the payment and the recognition that they are due. But I think this is a, a really important step because there's people who make a living out of just songwriting. That's all they do. They're never going to be the artist. They don't want to be the artist. Mm-hmm. So they deserve their skill to be celebrated, recognised and for them to be remunerated, obviously, as well. So it's kind of weird that it's taken so long, but I'm pleased about that. Yeah, it's so good. It's really, really great. So it's a step in the right direction and um, long may it continue. Just a quick reminder that we have a growing number of resources and useful videos on our YouTube page. Just search I Am Independent and you should find us. And do follow us on social media on Instagram at We Are Independent Artists and on Facebook under the same. Also on Facebook, you can join our closed group where we're creating community for independent artists to swap ideas, collaborate and just feel extra supported and encouraged. You can find links to everything we do on our website, www.iamindependent.co.uk. I think the last little bit that we want to newsy things that we want to talk about is not quite news, but just live, live and touring. It's so amazing that it's... um open back up now and it's sort of a, a revenue stream I went on a tour a support tour um recently and gosh it was so great to be in front of people and share music it's there's something different about that the 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 exchange goes both ways from from the stage to the audience the audience to the stage there's nothing quite like that particular experience and I'm so thankful to have been able to close out the year with a bunch of gigs but it hasn't been the easiest you know we thought like okay opening up now let's get our tours on but um, it hasn't been the easiest to get people out and to fill rooms has it yeah I mean I think um the idea of embarking on a tour is quite nerve-wracking for any artist because there's always that oh you know are people going to buy tickets do people really want to come and see me and um and usually I think that's very natural feeling and it's usually always fine but it had the added apprehension this time of covid and um you know people who had bought tickets for a tour 18 months ago so are they even going to remember are they still going to want to come what's going on in their life how do they feel do they feel safe and i definitely before the tours that i've done um this year and there's only only been two of them but um it was interesting because actually there seemed to be a, a very different attitude depending on where you were in the country uh, and even the differences mm. between venues and what was required was so vastly different. I mean, there were some that required us to all as a crew wear masks to have lateral fo- flows on the day. Okay. Every single person who came in had to have a lateral flow. And there was others who didn't even ask us anything and didn't require anything. And that's crazy that it really is up to the individual venue. Um I would say that in the in London there seems to be less worry like that's where we had the sold out shows um people just didn't really didn't seem to mind and the regional shows there was definitely a lot more caution there and it's interesting because it made me reflect I wonder why that is and it has been like London's kind of had its own rules and own sort of feeling about it which I think it's actually a bit concerning, really, that there's definitely been the media's portrayed it in very different ways. And London always sees itself as 
exempt from the rules or different and you know there I suppose it's because it a lot of it drives the economy and there's been that whole push to get back to work and things like that but I just as much as I want live music to be back you know it's our livelihood but like you said there's nothing like it I really get it that people feel cautious about you know being in a small venue close to people Uh, I know the very first tour date I did, I just found it overwhelming to be in a room with that many people. I wasn't necessarily fearful because of COVID, but just Mm. being, you know, having not even seen my close friends for ages, suddenly I'm surrounded in a room with strangers, you know, hundreds of them. So yeah, it's going to be a while, I think, before things get back to normal. Um, And obviously there's the threat at the moment of new variants and things like that. Who knows? We were all hoping that it would be next summer, that the live scene is well and truly back, but I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not. It may take a little longer. Yeah, we've just got to keep our eyes on it and just do our best, really. But um, I'm seeing, you know, a lot of artists you, um, advertising their 2022 to 2023 like world tours, like the huge artists, and you know, um, there is that hope that 20 next year will be, um, yeah, we'll be able to kind of continue forging on into freedom and out of this so we shall see but talking about next year we wanted to um um start sort of reminding everybody and about planning for next year you know um we don't was it what is the phrase fail to plan plan to fail is that is that true I don't know if that's true but um (laughs) a plan does help we know that massively yeah and this is something we will always keep coming back to um because it works it really helps to have a plan you know we've we've been those people who have not had a plan and you just create music and stick it out there and it just doesn't work it doesn't it doesn't do justice to to your art and to your music um and we found that having a plan really does help and the point is that you don't necessarily look at that plan at the end of the year and go, oh, we did that exactly as we planned and we did everything that was on it. But if you don't have one, then you definitely achieve less because sometimes it's very hard to know what to put your focus on. Sometimes it's very hard to know um, which order to do things or even where you've got up to with something. So just to reiterate again, um, and I've actually been doing this in real time with all of my artists as we do around November, December time, then we reflect on what we've achieved for the year and we put a plan together for the next year. And that will be a mixture of blue sky thinking, you know, really big stuff, but also some more practical things that um, we know we can do based on the experience we've had in the last year as well. So the the idea, um, if this is the first time that you've heard about a a plan, is um, to basically plan 12 months of how you would like it to go, some things that you would like to happen. And the key really is to see it as a guide, so it's not set in stone. Um, If life happens as it does um, and you have to pause your plan, you can simply adjust your dates. You can just slide them, start again. nobody's going to be holding you to account to this it's only for you to hold yourself to account um and the idea is just to have some really big maybe even one really big thing that you would like to do next year and then a few sub goals of you know medium-sized goals and then some smaller things that you just want to make sure they get done and they might even be boring things but you know you want to get them done and the idea then is just to space them out within this 12 months and 12 months can feel like a long time 
But when you start to do this plan, you'll realise that actually that time can get filled up very quickly, especially when you're doing life around it. And that's why it really helps to pinpoint rough months when you want to do, you know, this, so maybe write something by, then when you want to record it by, then when you want to release it by, when you want to market it. Um, And then just fill in all those gaps in between. Um, Because as you do the small steps, you will get to those bigger things that on their own can seem really overwhelming. Um, And this is something uh, that we've covered in our boot camp. Um, This is something as well that um, we talk at least with our, um, you can still sign up for our um, 10 month, uh, 10 day guide, can't you? So if you subscribe to our um, website, if you go to uh, iamindependent.co.uk and click on subscribe, you will receive a 10 day guide. And the first one of that is not exactly the 12 month plan because it's something we call a dream tree. But it tells you about um, how to get yourself thinking about the things you want to achieve and then how to fill in those steps to get there. And that's quite a good thing to do in terms of almost a brain dump, a brainstorm before you get into the more meticulous planning of your 12 month plan. So B, how has having a plan helped you in the past? And when you look on last year, particularly because you know, we probably followed a plan as closely as we have ever done one in the last year because you released an album. How did that help? Um, I think um, a plan, I think it helps me firstly to focus. I think so many things can happen throughout a year in life that um, it kind of can shake, kind of can divert my focus, but also shake my faith in what I'm doing that when I go back to my plan, I'll be like, okay, I've done these sorts of these things, or I've got these things to do. Oh, my next thing is just to contact this person or to write some songs or, you know, um, it kind of can realign me, recalibrate me when life does what life does. And in a year is a long time and lots of stuff happens in a year that um, I find it really helpful, really centering to have it. I think last year it was great because we had a really detailed plan I was releasing an album, the money came in to be able to execute the plan. So it was really helpful just to go, what's the next thing I'm doing? And literally just do it. Um, And so um, it just kept me on track. And just then now to look back and see what, at the plan and see all that we achieved um, is also really encouraging. So um, I'm quite committed to a 12 to 18 month plan now. we just did ours um, not long ago for the coming year. And um, yeah, it really also helps me to dream big. I'm not really very good at the blue sky thinking. So going on that process of pushing myself out there in terms of the things I would love to do, whether they happen or not, um, <clears throat> is really, really helpful. Um, that exercise is helpful. And I think even after we did our plan for this coming year and I came off the phone and I was thinking, oh, no, actually, there's a, there's a, there's a couple more things that were things I want to add to that sort of blue sky thinking of I'd love this to happen. And I'd love to have this happen or um, achieve this or work with this person. Um, it really helps to expand the thinking and then and then to look back and see and see what happens. I think there's something about um, putting it out there. And somehow your feet follow um, that direction um, and you kind of 
you know, you, you, you pull yourself, you're like, it's kind of magnetised in that direction, whether you get all the way there or not, you kind of move in that way. So I find it very helpful indeed. Uh, just to give people an idea of um, what kind of things are on there, what sort of things have you put on your 12-month plan in the past or, or for next year? Um, I think, obviously, in the past, um, the last particular one, it was very much executing an album release. So it was all of the steps to release the album um, and all the different, um, you know, the run-up to it. So when am I going to record the this video and finish the album? When is the mastering going to happen? When are we going to hand it over to distributors? When are we going to record the next video? When are, we, when are we releasing video one, single one? All those different... It was filled with a lot of... Um, it was quite admin-y in a lot of ways um, because there was um, quite a big project that was going out and there was lots of different steps. And then after that project, I had lots of offshoots from it, you know, um, remixes and documentary and, you know, instrumental EPs and different things that are coming after that, that, um, that were, that really needed the sort of the fine tuning of like, when are the different things going to happen? So it was very much like a schedule last year. Um, there was a little bit, little bit less blue sky thinking, I think, with last year because we were executing something that was quite big for me and it was, it encompassed the dream. It was the dream and I was able to, I knew I was going to achieve that because we had a plan and we had the money to do it and the people in place. I think this year, um, I don't feel like I want to, I want to release another album like that. Um, I want to give the album room and I want to share it live. And so a lot of this year is about um, really serving that work um, and how do I um, get the most out of it? How do I give the most from it? So a lot of this is about, okay, what, what, is, what is the dreams in terms of live and what would I love to do in that space and that kind of blue sky thinking? I also think this year the plan is also focused on, okay, the album and all that came for it really did take me a step forward in my career and profile wise so what what further steps do I want to take maybe sponsorships and brand brand bits and publishing and all those and just upping some of those things and and then also I think this this plan has got way more blue sky thinking who would I love to work with from a production standpoint who would I love to work with in terms of writing um so um and then what releases do i want to have to support um sort of the trajectory that i've gone on and to keep feeding the audience so those are the sorts of things we've been thinking about this year mm, great great that's really helpful and yeah it, it really is getting those big things on there but also the small things the small things that help to make the big things happen and on the way there. So I think really, if you're if you're listening to this and you've never tried a 12 month plan before, then just try it. Like I said, nobody's gonna be like marking your work or going, oh, you didn't stick to that this month. It's really for you. It's the, for those months when you're like, what am I doing this for again? And you just get out the plan and you're like, actually, no, I'm doing okay. I've done those things. All right, I haven't done that thing. So let's let's ping back to, to focus. And it can really help in that way. And it is really great to look back um recently with governor b we just did the one for his next year and we were looking at the one we did last year and one of our kind of blue sky ones that we didn't necessarily have a lead at that point to know it could happen was a publishing deal and that happened so sometimes even putting those things on there um i wonder if we'd put it on the list we'd have just this year gone oh that's great we've got a publishing deal but to look back and go oh at the time we wrote that we didn't know how that was going to happen 
or that it was going to happen. So it also helps you to record your wins. Um, yeah. But also there's no harm as well in, in looking at things that didn't happen and just adding them to your timeline for the following year and go, okay, that didn't happen. Let's put that back on. Yeah, because you know, every year I have Christmas EP. Every year I have Christmas stuff going on. Every year, every single year, I'm like, oh, I'd love to do a Christmas EP. I love it. And then it's like, add that to the next year. It's on this year's plan too, guys. Who knows? so like i would highly suggest um doing your doing a 12 to 18 month plan we do have um a video um on our youtube um and that sets out like really goes through how to do it how to do a plan so you can follow that and then fill it out for yourselves and yeah we're, we're happy to come alongside you guys we've got some more things coming up along that line so do you know keep an ear to the ground for that and you may be surrounded by chocolate watching christmas movies that's definitely what i'm going to be doing later on today but um if you have got those things that you've been putting off just really would urge you get your tax return done get this i mean the the plan doesn't have to be a heavy thing it can actually be quite exciting and invigorating and just spark creativity and spark ideas as you start to do it so don't make that a heavy thing make that an exciting thing but those other things that you've been putting off get them done get them out the way so you can have a really good uh, start to the the new year fresh and creative awesome all right guys see you later And don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful, practical and inspirational resources. Sign up at www.iamindependent.co.uk For more great content from I Am Independent, find us on social media at We Are Independent Artists. Check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists. Search We Love Independent Music. Woo!